0: So glad you're here. This is the Efficiency Bee Podcast, and I'm your host, Melissa Leone. This is the podcast where we talk about bold ideas to live a balanced life. We talk about things from time management and efficiency to organization, business, parenting, all of these things wrapped up into one. I hope you join me each week as we interview amazing people who work hard and do their best to make their own world a better place. You've heard of a queen bee, a honey bee, or a busy bee? This is efficiency bee. Hey Suzanne, how are you today? Good, how are you? I'm good. I'm so glad you're here.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, likewise. So uh, Suzanne is going to tell us all about herself, but she has created time management tools and a planner and all kinds of things. So you're right one of my people already off the bat. Uh, time management and efficiency is the name of the game. So let why don't you kick us off with who you are, where you come from, how you do life? Sure. So hi, everyone. I'm
1: Suzanne Polinski. I'm a growth mindset and productivity coach for music industry professionals. I've been in the music industry for 20 years Queen's born and raised, still living here today, although I I did take a a couple different uh, adventures elsewhere in that time. Um, But I basically work with all different types of professionals in the music industry, um, working with them on their productivity, their time management, their mindset around you know, what's possible for them and how to have that growth mindset, you know, thinking less in scarcity terms, thinking more in terms of abundance, um, which doesn't come easily to people in this industry. Um, And I started off at the major labels in New York City. And then I left them, went and got my master's in psychology, and then realized that I could do something other than create social media marketing plans for musicians. So after getting my master's, I created the Rockstar Advocate. And really, what that name means, there there is a slash between rock and star because I didn't like the definition of like rock star and like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and all those things are lovely in moderation. But um, I I do prefer to really look at it as being grounded, being that rock in order to reach your full potential and be that that star that you're that you're out there trying to be. So um, the rock star advocate was created almost eight years ago. Uh, in a way to to help uh, professionals and really creatives of all kinds find that that groundedness, that centeredness um, in order to to be creative and have more time to do the things they love. Um, and right now I'm getting my second master's in social work uh, and we'll be turning this business into a private practice um, sooner. <laughs> so- soon. Maybe, maybe awesome. next
0: year, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I like how careers... Um- take many turns along the way. You know, I mentor at a local university here in Arizona and I was just talking to one of the young ladies the other day and she was saying like, well, what's the fastest way to get to the top? Right. And, and I said to her, this isn't a ladder. You're not, I know they call it the corporate ladder, but like, that's not what is actually going to happen here. You're going to take a hundred turns along the way. And, um, the, her name is escaping me, but the female COO of Facebook forever. Oh, Cheryl! Yes, yes, she yep. said it's more like a jungle gym, and I was like, "Yeah, That's exactly right." There's so many different twists and turns, and and if you follow someone's blueprint that got them somewhere in X
1: amount of time, it might take you shorter or longer. So, yep. you know, following somebody else's
0: blueprint isn't a surefire bet either. Yeah, I totally agree. So you have a challenging task because creatives are often not the most organized by by a stereotype, right? The executive function of a creative is usually not as as strong as maybe an accountant like me. Like accountants were pretty organized by nature. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you work with creatives because I. I feel like the majority of the world is more in the creative than they are in the, in the, um, accountants really. So
1: (laughs) they tend to be more right brain than left brain. Um, but how it really, uh, came about was I, you know, I worked at the labels. I, I did other, other things and had other businesses with partners, um, in the first 10 years of my career, first 10 or 12 years. Um, and I was noticing just a lot of toxicity, um, in the culture of the music industry, a lot of burnout. I, and I was experiencing it firsthand. Um, I got, I was very sick in my twenties. Um, and it culminated with chronic Lyme disease, um, that I got on the one and only camping trip I'd ever been on. Um, and I was, I mean, it knocked me out and, and I, I will have it for life. It is chronic the, the, the type that I have. And so, um, I really had to learn a different way. I mean, I was the the queen of workaholics. I would work, you know, 24 seven, I'd maybe sleep two to three hours a night and I wore it as a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. And, um, once my health forced me to work differently, um, I was so scared, but then I was getting so much more done. I was working four hours a day and getting so much more done because I was focused and intentional. Um, I hired a business coach. They helped me figure out what I needed to do to get my business off the ground. And in that process, together with my coach, we realized, no, this is what I need to offer. You know, once I got organized, once I started managing my time more effectively, my creativity was better. My my ability to create and and serve people was better. So um, that's really where the Rockstar Advocate came out of. And I'm grateful for my chronic illness because it's the only thing that got me to slow down. And I realized If it took a chronic illness to slow me down, you know, I don't want that to be the case for, for the other people in my industry. And so, you know, teaching by example of saying, I know it's a lot to trust, Mm -hmm. but let's look at it from the point where, where you are, you know, I meet them where they are and I say, okay, you know, planning and time blocking might not sound exciting to you, but the major problem I hear all of them having is I don't have time enough time for my music. I don't have enough time to write the book I want to write. I don't have enough time to, you know, create the videos that I want to create. And so it's like, okay, well then let's start there. Let's make more time for it. And this is how we do it. Um, And so that's where I've been able to get through to them. And it's been, um, it's been really amazing.
0: It's really cool. When you see someone's time, like literally open up, you don't have more time. We all have 168 hours in the week. That's it. But it's how you use it. Right. I'm the same way. I, you know, people hear about all the different things that I do and are like, you don't sleep. Like, I sleep eight to nine hours a night, every night. No right. problem. I mean, my husband is annoyed with how much I sleep. Because, <laughs> but I sleep a lot and I, like, I can't imagine doing it any other way. It hasn't always been that way, right? Like I figured it out the hard way. Um, so tell me some of the like quick tips. What would be your first um, sets of advice for time management?
1: Yeah, my my first piece of advice is always to, you know, re, you know, shift your mindset. For me, it all starts with mindset. And mm-hmm. it's really the way we view it. And so, you know, as humans, we work in 24 hour days, that's, you know, when you start to plan out your day, you've got that number 24 in the back of your mind. And so the first shift is to start with four hour days. And I start there because if you do these exercises, especially if you have a day job and you're trying to build your side hustle or your new company or whatever it might be. You, you've already got eight hours taken away for sleep. Even if you're not sleeping, you shouldn't be working during at least eight hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Then you've got your eight hours for your day job or other commitments. You might have kids at home or a spouse, or you might be taking care of a loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have a pet. You know, when you start to add up all of the commitments, that you have and all the responsibilities that you have, and you start to take those hours away, you might have four hours on a good day to uh, devote to, you know, the work that you're trying to get done. Even without a day job, it really, when you, when you add in all the other stuff that you're responsible for, that's usually what you're left with on a good day. And so if you have more awesome, but if you, if you think in four hour days, you're going to then plan when you sit to plan your week and say, okay, what am I going to get done today? You're going to be more realistic because even what you're thinking you can get done in four hours, is probably going to take you six. Yeah. Um, you're going to have interruptions. You're going to, something's going to pop up. So you want to give yourself that, that wiggle room, that white space, um, that buffer to, to deal with. So the first step is always to start thinking in four hour days so that you put less on your plate and then you actually get it done. What I see so many people doing, and I myself have been guilty of it before, when you think in 24-hour days, you put like 20 tasks down, you don't get them done, and then you feel like a loser or you feel lazy when it's not lazy. It's just unrealistic. Yeah. So, you know, would you rather get 80% of your work done with four things on your list or 10% of your work done with 20 things on your list and you didn't get to have, you know, more than half of them? Yeah. So, um yeah. And doing that will set you up for success for the next day and the next day because you're going to feel like you're making momentum because you are. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's that's what it's all about. So it's really just setting yourself up for success with the way you think about the hours that you have.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's like portion control, right? When they're teaching yeah. nutrition, it's like reduce the size of your plate. You'll put less crap on it. <laughs> Don't come in with a big old platter because you're going to fill it up. You're going to eat every bite. So exactly our exactly. concept. I love it. Okay, so think about your days in four hour increments rather than trying to say, "Oh, I'm going to my kids are at school from eight a.m. to four. Like no, you right. you think about the four hours that you actually can get productive time because you have to eat too. So pe- exactly. this is what I always find is like people will plan their days and then they'll forget that they have to eat. And now all of a sudden they've lost time. Right. And I think about it oh, like
1: dominoes. You know, like all the things. If you space out the dominoes enough and one gets knocked down, it's not going to hit the others. Right. So when you cram so much in your day and one thing goes wrong, you have screwed up your entire day. And then, then we get to feeling, Oh my God, my, my day is just ruined now because of this one thing. Mm-hmm. When you space it out, it's great. Okay. So this hour just maybe got ruined, but you know what? It didn't ruin the mm-hmm. other stuff because I made time, to- I made space for that. Um, and you're able to use that time then to regroup and, and get back to what you were doing. And so, you know, it really, it, it really is a game changer once you start thinking in, in those time. And if everything goes right and you end up having more time in your day, great. Then you can take more stuff off your to-do list or you can just enjoy the free time (laughs) however you choose.
0: (laughs) I read somewhere that you're supposed to have two hours of your day unplanned so that you can watch TV or read a book or go swimming or something like that. And that was a hard thing for me to allow myself to do. Um, I got three kids. I have a day job. I have a side gig. I'm writing a book. Like I have all that like all those things around me. But, but once you get that in your head that I have to have two hours of free time in my schedule, Mm. suddenly I made that a requirement and it was amazing how time can shrink and expand based on what you allow yourself. Right. Exactly. Um, One of the things I wrote about in my book recently is I give myself 20 minutes shower to shoes. Mm. I, I used to spend an hour getting dressed in the morning But really, I wasn't getting dressed. I was like wandering through my closet or screwing around with my hair for too long, like 20 minutes shower to shoes. And once I gave myself that window of what I needed, it really helped free up 40 minutes of my morning so that I could actually eat breakfast or.
1: They call that Parkinson's law. And I really (laughs) love that law because work will expand to fill the time you give it. And so challenging yourself and giving yourself a realistic window to get something done is, is really game changing. Yeah.
0: I learned about Parkinson's law when I was managing people, right? I would give somebody work and they would take eight hours to do it. Or Mm -hmm. I would give them that same work and say, I need that back in an hour and amazing. Mm -hmm. They could get it done. Right. It's. And the, the trick is, no one's doing it on purpose. I, I know my employee that I have in my brain right now was not thinking, oh, I'm going to stretch this out. They just didn't have the guardrails around them guiding them on how quick or, you know. So I think I think about that with my kids too. I give them five minutes to unload the dishwasher and then reload it. Because if I don't put that five-minute timer around it, it will drag out for hours, <laughs> my daughter will literally sit there and like float with the dishes in her hand while she's watching tv I set the timer and it's done you know yeah because our brains
1: need need boundaries to focus you know Mm -hmm. I always think boundaries give us freedom because we have to have some sort of focus if not you know we'll let those distracting thoughts or things come up because our brain is telling us well you, you have time
0: It's Mm -hmm.
1: fine. You know, your brain is giving yourself permission. Like, no, it's okay. Allow the distraction because you got time. You're going to get this done. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if the brain knows, oh no, 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 no. That clock is ticking. You know, you are actually able to mentally block out, uh, distractions and also just see your priorities in a new light. I always, when clients come to me and say, I'm just so unclear on my priorities. I always say, give yourself a deadline. And like, if you only had an hour tomorrow to get something done, what off your list would you choose to do? Like
0: it's your priorities are going to start screaming at you. (laughs) Yeah, most definitely. And it goes both directions, right? Like as we started this conversation, you pile too much on, you're going to get into analysis paralysis and freak out and not do anything. And then the whole thing's watched. So there is a a very good balance, right? So take away from this, like give yourself four hours, find your priorities, and, and put them in order, right? I like to go and say like, what's the most important thing I have to get done today? Um, and then sometimes I pepper in little things that I can get done fast because it makes yes. me feel good. I get that endorphin rush of like, hell yeah, knocked that out of the park, move on to the next.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so important to prioritize your priorities, which is something that took me a long time to learn because I was like, well, I, I know the important stuff I have to do, but it's just all important. And it's yeah. like, you no, know, dive a little deeper. There are, you know, there's a hierarchy to this. Um, yes. And your your health and you yourself come number one always. Yes. You know, and And I say this, you know, ahead of your family, ahead of your loved ones, you come first because then they have, you know, you can't be good for them unless no. you're first.
0: You can't put the oxygen mask on somebody else if you're passed out, right? Like they say on the airplane, like put your phone before you help somebody else. And the the reason is because if you're passed out, you can't help them. Exactly. I mean, and and it it
1: feels so counterintuitive, especially when you are passionate about helping others and you, you want to give everybody your best. But, you know, you get mad at your phone when it dies. You would never leave the house without your charger. So don't treat, you know, I think Ariana Huffington said, you know, don't treat your
0: smart devices better than you would treat yourself. I love that. I haven't heard that. It's great. That's very clever. I'm really particular about the order that things get done in too. And I'll give you just a simple example of like, I try to wash all the sheets in this house. There's five beds, four beds, four beds, my husband and I share a (laughs) bed, four beds in this house. And it's a lot to go through that kind of laundry on a regular basis. And what I figured out was if I got the fitted sheets all washed in the same load, And then the pillowcases in the next load, maybe with the flat sheets, if because like we have a flat sheet, the kids don't. Then I could make the fitted part of the mattress while the rest was going. And then I could put the pillowcases on while the, you know what I mean? And like, exactly, rather than trying to do the comforters first, because the order does matter in which you do things in order to get it done on time. So if you're trying to, prioritize your priorities, kind of consider the chronological order of how you can use the time while you wait for the next thing to finish.
1: Absolutely. And sometimes if you, if you're looking at it and you're not sure if it's sequential, well, just take action anyway, and you will find out (laughs) and that's okay. And other times I also say, if it's not sequential at that point, go with the lowest hanging fruit. Like what can you do? What can you start to make progress on more easily? You know, can you do is something on your list requiring less money, or less time or less energy to get it done? Start there. Because if there is no right one to start with, just whatever is going to motivate you first, you know, some people are motivated by doing the harder things first. Okay, great, start with that. But some people, you know, as you said, like putting some quick wins in there is super important. And I even I'll, I'll raise you one, I even put things that I already did. On the list, to so I can check, check, check. I'm like, all right, great, cool. Now, now I'm on a roll. Now let's, let's check that next thing off.
0: There is like real true science to say our brains love checking things off lists. So adding things on to check it off is totally something I do. I've been teaching my, my oldest daughter's getting into she's in sixth grade but she goes to a school that tries to challenge them and so she's got some pretty heavy academic load right now she comes home with physics homework and biology homework and she's in sixth grade oh. and it's a lot yeah. so like telling her like whatever you've already finished add it to your list and cross it off okay. it will feel so good and it really does help turn the attitude around when because you can feel defeated exactly and I love microtasking. I love to just
1: break other things down because, for example, with creatives, they might have to put a YouTube video up uh, on YouTube. And that feels like such a mountain to climb. And Mm so, you know, I used to do when I had weekly YouTube videos, I was like, oh, all right, maybe later. I don't have time for that. I got I have to run errands. I have this coming up. I I only have 15 minutes right now. I can't do a YouTube video. But pick that apart. You have you have to write the description. You have to come up with a title. What tags are you going to use? you know, what, what thumbnail screenshot do you need? What, you know, you have to outline it before you record it. You have, you know, all of those different things and maybe you can't record or edit it right now, but you can start, excuse me, you can start writing the description and the title and coming up with all that stuff in 10 minutes. Um, so you can start to break it down and realize, Oh, when I'm sitting at the doctor's office in the waiting room, I can just like jot the stuff down
0: and cross it off my list um, and not feel like I'm not making any progress. I love that. That's a really good point. I think that might, would you call it micro Micro Microtasking. Yeah. yeah, that's really smart. I, I do a lot of process improvements for um, our bookkeeping clients. I haven't heard micro tasks, but I like that. I'll use it. We, um, I just was helping a client this week kind of organize the way she sends out invoices. Yeah. It's Like working with business owners, I find so many business owners who do the work, and then getting the invoice out the door is so painful for them. and it's like otherwise you're doing you have a hobby. If you're not charging people for your work, you have a hobby, and that's I don't think what you're looking for. So we sat down and we looked at her full invoice process. So we called it the invoice process, but to your point, there's like 15 steps that have to happen in order to get there. So. Micro tasking those, I'm going to just start borrowing your term. Yeah. Now. yeah, it's really applicable to so many things in life. Um, if you're cleaning the house, go pull the sheets off the bed, even if you exactly. can't start the laundry yet, like you got exactly. one thing done exactly. to exactly later on. Yeah. Uh, those things make or break
1: 100%. And as you break, break that process down, you know, you're also able to see, well, what are, are some of the similar tasks like something for invoicing, you know, when I'm setting it up, I also have a similar task to do for some other part of my business. So I can start batching them yes. and get all of those done because, you know, when we contextually shift and and try to do, for instance, the YouTube thing and go from writing a description to recording something to editing it to but if we try to do that all in one sit down, you're exhausting your brain because it's doing so many different types of tasks. But mm-hmm. if I write the description for my YouTube video and write a social media post description and write a, another blurb for something else that I'm doing, you know, it, it's all writing. And my yep. brain is already in that zone. So I try to batch similar
0: tasks, um, and during similar sit downs uh, for work. Yeah. That's really smart stuff. I like the batching too. I think it's, it's really helpful for business owners to think about like your YouTube example is so perfect. Sit down right. and for 30 minutes, write mm. the, the title for 20 videos, right? I mean, there's so many things you can do that are in batches that will help make things a little simpler for your brain. Even if you don't think it helps, it really does. It's, your brain doesn't have to shift gears as hard. Yeah. That's very smart. Well, we're running out of time. Let's talk about your planner and how people can find it. Like, what's the best way to connect with you? um, All of that stuff. Absolutely. So yeah, I... I'm on Instagram
1: more than I really should be, um, but that's where you. <laughs> but that's where you can find me at Rockstar Advo, uh, because Advocate was too too long, so it's A D V O at the end. Um, and yes, my my Rockstar Life Planner, I created it with Alyssa B. Jackson, uh, my college roommate, um, met from many many years ago. We created it six years ago. Um, really, is a tool for my clients, and that's actually what we're. We're going back to with the physical planner. So while the physical planner is no longer available on my website, um, there's a digital version, which is a PDF that you can either print out or you can upload to something like Google Notes, um, Google Notes, Good Notes 5, uh, which is a fantastic free app that lets you plan digitally. Um, cool. I, am, I am a big proponent of writing down your goals. And what I like about Good is that you can use a stylus pen and still write it down. You can type it out if you'd like, but writing it down will actually help you ensure that you reach those goals because of the way it transmits the information to your brain. Um, And in the Rockstar Life Planner, it was built for creatives. So we have uh, sections in there to plan out your newsletter each week. We have sections in there to monitor who you're staying in contact with and what contacts you're going to follow up with, what your self care is for the week, um, and also how you're going to pay it forward because. One of the values that matters uh, at my company is really living in a, in a world of gratitude because that will actually bring down your anxiety and your overwhelm. Mm-hmm. So we have spaces in there each week to how are you going to pay it forward? How are you going to live in that moment of gratitude and pay it forward so that you're not busy thinking about your own anxieties and things that might not be working out for you? It's a way to get out of your head. Um, and we walk you through these in a lot of digital um, tutorials and tools that come with the planner. So, when you purchase it, you also have a library to financial spreadsheets and um, social media planning uh, checklists and um, all these other tools that uh, many creative preneurs need to run their business. So, um, it comes with a library of what I call rock sources uh, for you
0: to enjoy. Very cool. Well, we'll make sure to put the links in the show notes. And hopefully everyone will go follow you at Advo. I found you on Instagram, so we're good. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you. You as well. Thank you. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. I am so blessed to have so many cool people on the show and I really enjoy doing it. If you enjoy listening, please make sure you go and leave a review. These reviews mean a lot in the podcasting world. It's kind of like our version of likes it helps push the algorithms in the system so that more people can find the episodes and can find the show altogether. so any podcast you love make sure you're leaving ratings all the time really means a lot to us hope to see you on my social media page at efficiency b we're going to be doing big things there over the next couple weeks and i hope you check it out till next time see ya